I'm Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these a couple of times a week. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. You can also find my live show five days a week, 9 a.m. to noon on AM 670 KMZQ. This week, I had a chance to speak with a lovely lady who put an obituary in the newspaper that caught my attention, talking about her father and what a great guy he was, and, you know, grandkids, this and that. He lived a great life. He saved money. He had plans for his future and some person got their claws into him in his later years, and they were able to basically confiscate his land, his home, put him in a home, not even let his family know when he was going to die or get access to his body. A horrible story, but I did want to share it with my listeners. So I invited his daughter to come on my show and talk about that. Her name is Poppy Helgren. And I wanted you to hear her story. Here's our conversation from the live show this week. You think it. She says it. The Heidi Harris Show on AM 670 KMZQ. Good morning. How you doing? Glad you're here. I wanted to bring this story to your attention. I saw this in the RJ the other day. This was an obituary written about Lester Gibson Moore, who passed away in February, by his daughter. And she talks about how conservatorship and guardianship Uh, was abused in in terrible ways in the case of her father in his final years. And so I got in touch with her and I said, I really want you to share your story on the air because this is something that happens far more often than people realize. And it's just a tragedy. It shouldn't happen. Just shouldn't happen. Poppy Helgren's here. How are you, Poppy? Uh, Thank you for having me. I really, um, I appreciate it because I do think that this is something that the public needs to know. Yeah, um, it's heartbreaking. It really is. It is terrible, and uh, and I, I, you know, sorry about the death of your father. I know how that was. I was very close to my father, and I understand how that that feels. It's terrible. So your father uh, worked all of his life, worked very hard all of his life. One of the things that he planned to do was to retire in Arkansas, right on some land that he bought over the years in Arkansas, and he ultimately. Um, passed away at let, let, let me back let me, let me let you tell the story of how everything went wrong after the death of his wife is that where it really started after the death of his wife you know that was part of it back in 1993 my parents and i'm an only child by the way mm-hmm. um, my parents had had a uh, family trust put together they wanted to uh, make sure that their wishes their final wishes were um were observed and that their property would be um, safe. Um, my dad always uh, was very untrusting of what could happen. Um, and so my mom died in 2001. Um, my father actually met a woman at a grief group and um, became involved with her. My dad lived in California. I live, along with all my kids, live in uh, Nevada. So he didn't have anybody in California where he had um, worked since the 1950s, and he was planning on retiring in Arkansas. Um, anyway, he met he met a woman at a grief group, and I became aware that there was something wrong going on. Um, his physicians at Kaiser actually had called me and said, "Your dad is um, has dementia; is very early onset, but we're." concerned that he probably could uh, become a victim of uh, elder financial exploitation. So um, I had made a trip out to California, and my dad and I have always been close. I'm the only child, you know, in this, um, of my father and my mom. 
and I made a, a trip out, and he was very open for me to help him with his finances. Well, lo and behold, I find out that this girlfriend had been in his money. <laughs> and, um, you know, three weeks after she met him, um, he had written her a check out for $700. Well, a lot comes out over the time. And so, um, meanwhile, his dementia is getting a little bit worse, a little bit worse over the years. So that was in 2008. By 2010, um my dad was very open again for me to help him with his finances. He was concerned about what was going on with, you know, with his memory. Uh, he knew that he couldn't do the numbers, you know, the checkbook, things like that. So I was down there helping him. And I found out a lot of information about money being given to this woman and uh, trips that she was taking uh, on his, his dime, so to speak. Um, so he did have this trust. And um, I took over as the successor trustee. Um, there was a dementia clause in there that said if his <clears throat> physicians had deemed him incompetent, that I could um, take over as successor trustee, which I did. There seemed to be no problem with that. About 10 months after that and after I had the dementia letters uh, by, the, by his physicians that had originally contacted me, I, uh, I got a letter from a, uh, from an attorney that said, um, that they were changing his whole trust. <laughs> Meanwhile. Well, wait a minute. Okay. Once again, for those who are just tuning in, we're speaking with Poppy Helgren. Uh, her father was taken advantage of in a guardianship mm-hmm. uh, situation. Let me back up just for a second and we'll get to the attorney thing. I'm sure you probably tried to get your father out of California to move here, correct? I did. Yeah, I, did. I know. My mom I... has Kaiser, and she won't leave her house. So I get you, sister. I understand this. We've had these conversations. I'm going to die in this house, and I can't leave Kaiser. So I understand. I just want to make sure everybody knows, because I'm sure you sound like the kind of daughter who would have taken him into your home if you needed to, or whatever you had to do. So I get that. So let's Absolutely. let's talk yeah. about. So so you're d- trying to do this from far away because he doesn't want to leave. You feel he's being taken advantage of. You do everything right. You now have taken mm-hmm. over this trust. You're the person, you're the only heir, and then you get an, att- a, an attorney who sends you a letter saying, what now, they've changed it? <laughs> yes, um, he had changed uh, the trust. Meanwhile, my father, is, everything's already in place for me to be the successor trustee. I have all of the paperwork. And this uh, attorney in California had changed the trust and had basically disinherited me and uh, had taken over all of the finances. So this is how it all happened. How does um, that happen, Poppy? I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here with my mouth dropping open. How the heck does that go on? This is an attorney in California, obviously, right? Yes, it How was. the heck uh-huh. does this happen? Can this be done without you, the sole heir, even being contacted or being aware of what's happening? <laughs> you know, I don't know. In fact, everybody I've ever talked to about this said, that doesn't even make any sense. You know, you have a, a family trust that's been there um, since 19, 1993, and so how could it happen? Don't really know, but it was the girlfriend that had um, got a hold of this attorney. They changed everything. Wow. Um, my dad, meanwhile, actually did want to move to Arkansas. That was where his brothers and sisters, he came from a family of nine children, his brothers and sisters lived. His um, his 
over 500 acres of property from the 1950s were. He had four homes there. And, yes, he did want to retire in Arkansas. You know, I told him he could move in with me here in Nevada, be around his numerous grandchildren. Um, and it just, it, it went crazy. It, it changed, everything changed as soon as this attorney and the girlfriend changed the, the trust and also had undue influence on a man that had dementia. Unbelievable. We're speaking with Poppy Helger. We're talking about her father, Lester Moore, who was a victim of guardianship and conservatorship abuse. Mm-hmm. So the, the, was the girlfriend that could, you know, I'm using air quotes here, was the girlfriend <laughs> in cahoots with the attorney? Did the attorney know that this thing was shady and didn't care? Yeah, he okay. did, because I told him, uh, I got a hold of this attorney. I said, look, you must be unaware that I have a trust. My father has dementia. I have the two letters from the physician from Kaiser that say he has dementia. And so I figured, okay, he just does he's not aware. Well, he didn't care. He got that and he continued wow. to bill my father and to make changes. You know, it was amazing. Uh, accounts that had my name on it as the successor trustee were um electronically removed. Wow. And, you know, there was um, an account for $162,000. The next thing I know, the balance is zero. (laughs) It doesn't make sense that they can get a hold of an account that has my name on it as successor. That's insane. And the sad thing is this happens Mm -hmm. all the time to people. Now, you talked a little bit in this Mm -hmm. obituary about in 2020, he was living in the home in Thousand Oaks, nice area of California. And his home was sold by the court-appointed conservator, obviously, I'm sure, without your permission. And then he was placed in a group home. So all this, once again, is happening without your permission. Yes. Yes, it, it, it was done without my permission. I mean, back up to 2016, um, I was notified that all of his acreage and homes in Arkansas were um, sold. And I just, I'll never forget just sitting there crying and oh thinking, oh my God, my dad had this property. And, you know, a Southerner thinks um, about property being everything. You know, that's something that's going to last forever, your property. Right. And he, they, they sold it. And not only did they sell it, but they took everything on it and sold it. So boxes of, you know, memorabilia from my family was in there. Um, several antique art, um, cars were there. Uh, 1953 Hudson Hornet was, was there. Farm equi- equipment was there because, um, you know, he had, he had, uh, run, um, a cattle business on his farm as well. And um, so all of that disappeared um, and with no record. She said, no, we didn't keep track of what, is, what, what there was. This is unbelievable. The We're speaking with Poppy Helgren, whose father, Lester Moore, was a victim of guardianship abuse. This is frightening because I have heard these stories, and, and it's just, it's horrific that somebody, you think you've got everything nailed down. You're the only heir. You've got it all buttoned up. You think your father was a smart man. He made all kinds of plans for the future. As you said mm-hmm. earlier in his life, he didn't trust some of the legal things that could happen. So we had everything nailed down to prevent this kind of thing from happening. That's what's even scarier about this. It's not like the guy had no will, no plan. He had a very yeah. clear plan, and this happened to him. Yeah. You know, and also the fact that 
a lot of times this type of stuff happens with families that are having a family fight. Right. You know, the siblings don't get along and, you know, they fight, they get attorneys involved. There was no family fight here. Right. You know, my my aunts and uncles all were fine with with the way that my dad had um, you know, planned things. My children weren't fighting with me trying to get a hold of their grandpa's money. It was nothing like that. It was set up, and um, I had confidence that, you know, the truth would come out, that things would be fine because um, people could understand that this, you know, the trust was in place, but it didn't work that way. It's unbelievable. We speak with Poppy Helgren, who put an obituary in the RJ the other day about her father who passed away and then mentioned some guardianship abuse, and that's why I wanted to talk to her, because this does happen all the time. Unfortunately, people don't realize it if they haven't gone through it. Now, when you wrote this obituary, you said your father's body has not even been released for burial? Is that still the case? <laughs> um, I finally got his body here um, in he died on February 2nd, and um, I was able to view him on March 11th, so it was last Thursday. But yeah, they held on to his body, and that was a big deal. Um, I didn't think I was going to be able to say my goodbyes to my dad. It was it was horrific, actually. And by the time I saw him, he had been gone, you know, five, six weeks. Right. And, um, you know, it was heart-wrenching. But, yeah, they, they, they gave me a very difficult time about getting his body here. So I'm looking, Poppy, here for, for, for the lesson, right? I'm looking for how do we prevent this from happening to other people? He did everything right. You did everything right. You're the only heir. There's no fighting, as you mentioned, among family members. None of that stuff. You're the only person. You, you're the one who's going to handle everything. And yet this happened to you. What's the lesson for other people to avoid this happening? <laughs> Um, the first thing I would say, because I'm always looking for takeaways. Right. What is your takeaway from this? Exactly. And so I would say, you know, not to have confidence in trust. You know, you you think that they're going to, you know, save you, you know, and be enforced by the court. You know, um, you know, you can't think that. So I think you have to think outside of the box. And above all never get involved with a probate court if you possibly can avoid it. um, I don't think there could have been a different outcome um, for me. I really don't because I tried everything. And the judge did ignore the trust, the family trust. He ignored my family's wishes. This is the judge in California? Yes. Yeah. It was, yes. It was in Ventura County, California. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he ignored what what um, was in writing, my parents' wishes, um, as stated in 1993 in their trust. And um, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, there's a guardian involved that has sold the property. He's uh, she sold the home in Thousand Oak. I was not aware of that. And there's a million dollars right there, probably. Yeah, and she told, and it was the home I grew up in, wow. and she told the uh, judge that I had agreed to the sale. That was amazing. <sighs> I saw that on court documents. I said, no, I never, I didn't even know it was being sold. The next thing I knew, he was in a group home. This was um, a year ago, February, and um, I was able to see him one last time, Um and I had the feeling I would never see him again, and I didn't because I wasn't allowed to. 
Oh my gosh. Um, you know, with COVID and what have yeah. you, but they would not allow me to see him or to know how he was doing physically or mentally. I didn't know how much he weighed. I didn't mm. know what medications he was on. And interestingly enough, I'm a nurse, so I had <laughs> I had some interest in what was going on with him. Absolutely. Medically. And you've got, is it true you have eight kids? I do. Yeah, busy, 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 busy mom trying, and you're not going to, you know, you, you know how to cut through the nonsense in, in life when, when you have eight kids, right? You know, you don't believe it lies and all these kinds of things. You know, Poppy, I, I wish, you know, like you said, what's the takeaway? I, I wish there was mm-hmm. one. I, I guess the best thing is to not put all your trust in trust. Uh, and, and you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, if my mom wasn't married, believe me, I'd make her move up here. But she's married to somebody uh-huh. I trust. Um, but, you know, it's scary. She doesn't want to leave her house, and she loves Kaiser, and this and that. We've gone through the same conversations. But it's really uh-huh. frightening if somebody has dementia and someone can just move in there and take advantage of them, that is just terrible. And that happens far too often. Yeah, that's something, that's a whole nother, you know, topic. But, you know, there's something called a Stockholm syndrome that, you know, where the abuser can can get a hold of somebody and they turn the whole story around. Oh, yeah. They had my father believing it was me that was ripping him yeah, off. Yeah, and that and does, was, I don't want to gloss over that, Poppy, that, because that is something that happens to people. When they start to get dementia, one of the stages they say is all of a sudden you start accusing people of taking your stuff, whatever it yes. might be. And, and that's something that a person who swoops in there who has nefarious purposes can use to their advantage. And, you know, I, you know, I thank you for being here. I, I'm so sad for you with, that you had to deal with all this thing, but I, I really wanted people to hear about it because it's frightening that it can happen. I've heard it happening more and more often, but, and I love the fact that you were honest about it and then put it in the newspaper and wanted people to know about it. And I'm, I appreciate you coming on the show and talking about it because hopefully this will help somebody. No, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm and really you're sorry. right. I do think people need to know about this. They do. Well, thank you. You know, it's one of those crazy things. You think you've set everything up correctly. You've got it all written down legally. Her father did everything right. She was the only heir, and yet this kind of thing happened. So uh, I wish I knew what the answer was, but I just wanted to make everybody aware of the situation. And by the way, I got some questions after the show as far as what happened to the people who did these nefarious things. And, of course, nothing happened to them, obviously. These people are pros at this. So if you've got elderly people, uh, parents, or somebody who's incapacitated in some way, please watch out for the wolves because they are everywhere. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget to join me for my live show five days a week, 9 a.m. to noon on AM 670 KMZQ. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. (laughs) 